Hi, I'm Rob from Hypnotex, and this is the Hypnotex podcast. Now, we're verging into my trigger space here, or pet peeve space, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk about this subject, but I'm going to try to not rant about it, all right? So if I go there, I apologize. I'll try to pull myself back as quick as possible. We're going to talk about promotion and self-promotion in the hypnosis industry. Uh, this this is a trigger for me, okay? I, so... I don't know what it is about the industry that causes people to just lose their minds, to go completely crazy about self-promotion, and then to fight over who came up with something, who invented this. And I know, yes, that's in every industry. I get it. Yes, Rob. Yes, everybody does this. I know, but it's berserk in the hypnosis and hypnotherapy industry. People arguing, people suing, and and to be honest, I I don't completely understand it. I'm going to use the word direct. Derivative. And, and so um, the, the funny thing is hypnosis has been around for 4,000 years. And, and I see a lot of people suing each other over things that are derivative. In other words, there's really no basis in claiming you made it up because the Egyptians did or because Mesmer did or any number of people who historically have practiced hypnotherapy made it up. And so this was triggered, uh, triggered, there's that word again. This was triggered by an article that I read and I'll link that here uh, below. And it's Two hypnotherapists bickering very, very publicly, and one is suing the other, and so the one is uh, that that one is then suing back, and they're suing over. Uh, so here's the whole story: both of them had the same mentor, so they learned their techniques from the same guy, and that guy's out of the game. He's not. Uh, uh, he's either not practicing or uh, he died. I'm, I'm not sure which, but in any case, their mentor is now gone. So the two of them had the same mentor and uh, they know who each other are. And, and so now it turns out that one of them went to the other one for some training. And so they're, they're very acquainted with each other. But then they had the opportunity to uh, work with Kelly Rowland, who is the singer for Destiny's Child, and, and I'm going to be completely honest, and I'm going to tell you, this describes sort of the pop culture rock that I apparently live under. I don't know Kelly Rowland or Destiny's Child, and I, I, I'm going to go look her up, and I'm going to try to find out what I'm going to listen to some of the music, but I, I'm talking about her here, and she's a celebrity, and she's a singer for a band, and I don't, I couldn't name a single song. So my apologies if that's your favorite band. You're right, I should know, and I don't. So in any case, uh, the one hypnotherapist worked with Kelly Rowland and uh, helped her beat some cravings and some 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 issues that she was having, and now the other one is suing, saying that he should have been the celebrity hypnotist to the stars because the hypnotist who got the job actually stole his technique and so and both of them of course like again got the training from the same guy so uh, the courts will try to unravel this and try to figure it out and uh, trademark and patent infringement and and these sort of things are always complicated but okay seriously come on guys um, uh, let's so here's why this gets me okay so when you see 
hypnotherapist advertising. For some reason, all of them, it, well, not all, there we go. Um, a lot of hypnotherapists and hypnotists, uh, stage guys are certainly not blameless here. They like to use superlatives. They really like to describe themselves as world's fastest hypnotist. Sorry, Sean, but it is what it is, okay? Um, they describe themselves as the tallest hypnotist or the most educated hypnotist. They, they really love these words that make them number one in some way that, in the end, really doesn't matter. I mean, sure. Uh, so, Sean Michael Andrews, who I actually happen to think a whole lot of, uh, great hypnotist, absolutely remarkable. But he does, and, and I, I cringe a little bit when he says it, he describes himself, one of his taglines, as world's fastest hypnotist. Is this proven? I'm sure he's got somebody with a stopwatch, but it's not a record that I care about, and it's probably not a record that hypnotherapy clients care about, and it's really just not a thing to me anyway. And again, Sean, I apologize. I, I When this gets back to you, I, I yes, I do think incredibly highly of your methods, but... Yeah, the superlatives, fastest, most beautiful hypnotist. Uh, these things are unprovable. Multiple hypnotists are describing themselves as the fastest. And, you know, you can trademark the, the, the tagline, world's fastest hypnotist, or the courts may let you trademark that. Uh, whether or not you can sustain it, whether or not you can enforce it, hard to say. But it, it's something for somehow that became a competition where you got to come up with a word that describes yourself and then you are number one in the space with that. And it, it, it helps the the masses sort of stick to you and remember that and they, they get to say, oh, well, I went and saw my hypnotherapist is the fastest hypnotherapist or the deepest hypnotherapist or the prettiest hypnotherapist. And I get it. I understand. But it's it's marketing her hyperbole. It really is. It's really just that. It's not it doesn't assist with the hypnotherapy for the for Sean, for the demos that he does. Fast is important. I get it. And he is really fast. Uh, people go in to transfer him just standing looking at him sometimes. But ah, my anyway, somehow that became a thing. Now, what's even stranger is the battle over inductions. So now a hypnotic induction is the way that you work someone or yourself into hypnosis. And so uh, there's a thing called progressive relaxation. And you've seen this if you've seen movies. This is the you're getting sleepy, the hair on the top of your head is very relaxed, and now your scalp is relaxed, and now your ears are relaxed, and now your chin is relaxed, and now your neck is relaxed and your shoulders. And progressive meaning that it, it, uh, it, it, it progresses, it continues. It can either go down your body or it can go uh, inside and out, etc. But there's this relaxation. And that's an induction. And then there's the uh, Dave Hellman handshake induction, which is where you uh, walk up and you shake somebody's hand. And uh, there's a cool technique that you do. And during that, uh, the people go into hypnosis. And so there's these ways that we use and, and all hypnotists and hypnotherapists use and 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 now justin trance is gonna object and say well if you're using inductions you're not really a hypnot okay it's a definitional thing at that point it's semantics one way or another just for purposes of conversation we're gonna call the transition the thing that triggers the transition into hypnosis and induction and what's weird is this has become a battle 
and people argue over who invented it. Again, we have this sort of um, derivative side of things where people use inductions that, uh, well, just recently I saw a guy who was arguing that he invented a handshake in, in the handshake induction because he did it a particular way. Uh, it was really important that you used three pumps of the hand, uh, the, uh, not two, because three was his method. And so you can see that this, again, becomes derivative. Is it different? Yeah, maybe. Has no one done it before? Probably not. Does it help? <laughs> with, with a sample of one, we can't really even say that. And so they promote themselves. And, and, and this is remarkable. There's actually a couple of hypnotherapists, uh, hypnotists, who really ought to know better. These guys have been around for a really long time. But they make their living off describing them says one guy in particular describes himself as having invented more hypnotic inductions than anyone on the planet and if you're in the industry if you're uh, one of my listeners who actually is into hypnosis and hypnotherapy you may figure out who i'm talking about but he's done a ton of videos with his partner and the two of them uh, they're good you know they, they pull it off they're consistent uh the videos aren't particularly inspirational or remarkable there's nothing that new in them but the one guy in particular describes himself he likes his tagline is that he's invented more hypnotic inductions than anybody else and so there's this thing called uh, a butterfly induction and, and quite literally it goes back a hundred years there's there's descriptions of it in the literature where you, you take your fingers and you put it in front of somebody's face and people fixate so it's a it's a eye fixation induction which is a, a common class of inductions includes the pocket watch uh, that you see you're getting sleepy when then you see the pocket watch and it's become kind of a cliche um, that's a fixation a uh, pocket watch thing works really good <clears throat> works really good on kids uh, they like to stare and then that causes them to find their way into hypnosis but this one you put your fingers in front of the person's face and then you flutter your fingers and this individual he claims well i've invented 752 individual inductions all completely different than the other and so when he breaks them down one of the things he says is well uh, I invented this induction, and he puts his fingers in front of your face and flutters his fingers around, and he goes, I invented that one. And then he puts his fingers in front of your face, and he says, here's a completely different induction, and I invented that one too. And he flutters a different number of fingers around in front of your face. And then all the way up to a full hand of fingers, and then he puts both hands out there, and somehow these are in his count. So out of his... 750 million inductions that he invented uh, each finger as he adds a finger onto it he considers that to be a new and unique induction so I when I was in broadcasting <laughs> when I was in radio one of the greatest salespeople that I ever worked with super bright guy could sell uh, water to a drowning man. Absolutely remarkable. I was amazed. And I, I talked to him at one point about, this is a really silly event, I said. This is ridiculous. How did you find a sponsor? And he told me, single, single sentence. And it's stuck with me ever since. Uh, he said, quote, sell the sizzle, not the steak, unquote. So 
Um, what he was saying is that it's about the marketing, that marketing hyperbole is important. It doesn't matter. The steak is, is not, everybody has steaks. All the, all the restaurants in the world have steaks. Sell the sizzle. Make it sound exciting. Make it sound like it's unique. Make it sound, and, and that's what's happening here. So I, I don't know. You got to decide for yourself, dear listener. You need to decide whether this is important to you or whether you find it absurd and ridiculous like I do. Um, these guys suing each other over who invented what or who's the tallest hypnotist. I uh, just it just seems to detract from the actual important things, which to me is uh, getting out there on stage and, and creating new bits, actually come, trying to come up with something new. That's another thing. The stage guys sue each other over a bit that came up, and it turns out that a hundred years ago, some traveling hypnotist did the same bit. And I it just, in any case, I, I, it seems weird to me in this time and 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 de- point in our evolution that we're arguing over derivative stuff. So. You kind of got to decide for yourself when you're looking up your hypnotherapist or you're looking up your stage hypnotist for your gig. Does it matter that they self promote themselves as the world's ugliest hypnotist or uh, they promote themselves as uh, well, you you can imagine you've seen it. You do a quick search for hypnotists and hypnotherapists. You're going to run over it super fast. Again, I'm going to include this article in here and it identifies the hypnotists and you can decide whether this is something that's important to you or whether you think it's I, I literally find it to be silly and absurd the self-promotion and promotion within the hypnosis industry has just yeah in my opinion gotten completely out of control and i tune out when i hear it it's uh, a big thing you go to a convention and this guy's suing this guy and people are taking sides and I just don't understand why it's which which one of them actually accomplished anything. They're both repeating something they learned from their mentors. So not saying there aren't any new ideas. And obviously those are worth protecting or sharing even better since that would help the industry. But um, suing each other over derivative stuff so that you can claim you're the world's tallest hypnotist. It's just bizarre stuff. Let me know what you think. Fill in the comments. Send me an email. I would be most interested in hearing your opinion on this. I, I, again, I know it's a outside the industry problem, but oh boy, here it is. I was really hoping for better in this industry, but nope, we're going to sue each other over that too. So let me know what you think. Appreciate you tuning in once again. I'm Rob from Hypnotex, and this is the Hypnotex Podcast. <laughs>